world that seems to be in turmoil. And tonight we do that in a borough that's in turmoil, where we've had multiple stabbings in the last few weeks, the lives of young people being so traumatically affected by greed, I don't know, drugs, all kinds of things going on. And sometimes I look at what goes on in the world and I can just imagine God weeping over it. Do you remember Jesus going down into Jerusalem and weeping over Jerusalem because he didn't see, he didn't see the glory of God coming. And so it feels important to spend some time praying for our town and for our world. And we're going to come to that in a while. You might want to start bringing to your mind what God are we being called to pray for? What God are we being called to intercede for in a world that's full of trouble at a time when many people are not at ease? And so we pray together. Father God, Tonight we're going to come and pray for your world. We want to thank you that we can bring our prayers in the sure and certain knowledge that you will hear every prayer. You will hear every cry. You will hear the prayers that we say silently and the prayers we say together. Lord, we thank you that you are a sovereign God who in the end every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are Lord. And tonight, Lord, we confess that ourselves. Tonight, Lord, we recognize that you are Lord of this nation, you are Lord of your church, you are Lord of us. Tonight, Lord, we declare you the only God. Tonight, Lord, we declare that there is salvation through no other name other than Jesus. Tonight, Lord, we declare that the Scriptures that you gave us are trustworthy and true. Tonight, Lord, we declare that you have our lives for your glory. And so, Lord, as we come to gather around your word tonight and around prayer, we thank you, Lord, that we do so in the sure and certain hope that we are talking to a living God, a living God who loves, a living God who saves, a living God who transforms. And Lord, as we've seen in the world, the power of nature, Lord, we know that the power of God is greater. You are Lord of nature. You are Lord of creation. You're Lord of the heavens and you're Lord of the earth. Lord, in this time, in this place, 
May your Holy Spirit speak to each one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And so we're going to hear God's word read from Genesis chapter 12, and Daniel's going to come and lead it. Thank you, Daniel. You might find this microphone works as well as any, Daniel. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 4. The Lord had said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I'll show you. I'll make you into a great nation, and I'll bless you. I'll make your name great, and you'll be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I'll curse and all people on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. Abraham believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. Abraham believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. And so we have there the start of our theme for tonight. You know we're taking the story of the Old Testament. And the last few weeks haven't been that encouraging, have they? Particularly last week as we saw the power of man to build the Tower of Babel and how humankind, mankind was becoming selfish. Look what we have done. God's now out of the picture. And God being out of the picture brought a destruction upon order. God confused the languages of the people. The languages that were confused so that man was not so powerful any longer. This morning it was a real blessing to me to have people praying in their own language in the service. And we had Farsi and we had Yarabu and we had another language which I didn't recognise. We had uh, English as well. And all these different languages, but God understood every one. But we don't. And in one way, that's the continuum working of the Tower of Babel, the confusion of languages. But as we said last week, it started to be reversed on the day of Pentecost. When people were hearing God speaking, each in their own language. But back to the Old Testament story. The story of God. 
From creation, we have seen the mountaintops and the valleys, the mountaintops and the valleys. And I probably mentioned before, Roger Jones, a Christian musician, has written a musical of the life of the Bible, and he's called it Snakes and Ladders. The snakes that so often bring the downfall and the ladders rising up to God. The highs and the lows. There's something quite good in that description of snakes and ladders. It's a good musical, actually, if you ever want a Christian musical that just shows the Christian story throughout the Bible, ending up, of course, with the final ladder being put up. On the cross, God's ladder to heaven. And here... We come to Genesis chapter 12. Yes, we've got to March. We're still in Genesis. We will get to the end by December, but we're still laying the foundations. Adam and Eve failed in the one rule. Rebellion comes. There was a flood that didn't sort the people out. So God now in Genesis chapter 12 is starting to lay what is the start of a long-term plan. And the long-term plan is revealed in this where Abraham is told that God is going to bless the world through him. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great. I will bless those who bless you. So Abraham went out. I'm always fascinated by this. You don't get what you get in so many other of the Bible stories, don't you? Jonah, Moses, Jeremiah, the debates with God. God, you have not got this right. Are you sure you mean me? God, I think you've made a mistake. I think you've got the wrong email address. God, I just think you have got it all wrong. You don't get any of that here. You just simply get God said to Abraham, go... And then, well, Abraham went. Such trust of God. And in verse 4, so Abraham went, as the Lord told him, and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old. Can you imagine that age? And starting a brand new journey with God. You know, often we say, well, I've done my bit by now, don't we? I've done my bit. But Abraham, at the age of 75, without public transport, without the mobility bus, with all his cattle and his staff, and Sarah, his wife, who has not yet had any babies, trusted God and went, believing in the promise of God. That's a brave move. As I just think about that, you can imagine people looking on thinking, well, where's he off to? 
grass not good enough here for his sheep? What if God was to talk to you and say, give up everything now and go. Give up your ambition, go. And then God say something to you like, I know you're old, but you can have a baby. You're going to be a great nation. I'm going to bless you. And we're going to see how Abraham didn't get it right all the time. He wavered, and we'll see that in a future week. And so I don't want to go there and spoil it for whoever's doing it. It might be me, I don't know. But we see Abraham's simple, simple obedience to God. God said, Abraham did. And as we come in a while to a time of prayer, I wonder what simple things that God has said that we are going to depend on. God has said, ask and it will be given. The God who prayed in Jesus that they will be one, that the world may believe. The God who can rescue anyone from their sin and give them a brand new beginning. And maybe you are also thinking about simple things in your mind. I'm not saying your minds are simple, but sometimes we get too stuck in the complicated that we miss simplicity of what it means to follow Jesus and to trust Jesus at times of struggle and times of battle. What is your prayer tonight? What is your prayer? And tonight when we come to praying for different things, I'm going to invite people to come and use this microphone here. That way people at home can see you and hear you. Don't worry, it's not kept on the internet so you can't go home and search for yourself afterwards and become a video sensation. But you can bless. And I invite you tonight to engage with God. To truly engage with God. God, what are you saying to us and your church? So I'm going to invite you to use the weapon that God has given us, prayer. With the other only offensive weapon within the armour of God, which is the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. We're going to pray for this town. We have seen multiple stabbings in the last few weeks. 
We've seen young lies messed up. We see more drugs on the town's streets than has been for a while. At the same time, we see our police under suspicion and we see our medical services at absolute breaking point. I invite you, as you feel led, to come to this microphone so people can hear you and lead us with the weapon that God has given us, our prayer, with the sword of the Spirit between us and pray for the nation or pray for this town. That's what we're focusing on, Romford. Pray for Romford. Pray for the young people. Pray for peace on our streets. I don't know what's going on, but at half two this morning there was a police helicopter hovering over for quite a while. We pray for all those who are victims of crime. If you feel able, in the next few moments, just come and lead us in a prayer for Romford, for our young people. you this evening. We come to pray. Why would you come here, Winford? Father, there's no one that can take this from you. We recognize that the spirit of the age is against the spirit of Christ. So Father, Lord, we beseech you. We ask that you have mercy upon us. We ask that you open the hearts of the young and the youth in this town. Lord, we know that there is nothing that is too hard for you. Father, like the song says, we pray into your Bible. In the heart of every human being, Lord, there is a spirit that you use. We just pray you reach those hearts, those young minds and hearts that have been swayed by the erroneous teachings we've been hearing in schools and on the streets. Lord, we just pray that by your spirit, that you will start to do something anew in the heart of our youths, that they will start to respect human lives, that there is no life that is in the hands of anybody to take, and that all life is sacred. Father, we just pray that you be with our, our, our police force, with the medical community. Lord, there's a lot going on and everything seems to be at breaking point. But there is nothing we cannot turn around, Lord. So we pray you turn things around. We don't know how. We don't know by what means. But you are the God that is able. And we thank you that despite all the darkness that seems to be around, we know you have not forgotten us. 
and we know that you're still the Lord of this country, you're still the Lord of this town, and that every principality is subject to you. So, Father, we just pray that you have mercy on us. In Jesus' name. Father, we pray for the schools in Longford. We pray for the teachers. And we read in the papers of the ways in which they are being encouraged to teach young people about sex and about other situations. And Father, as we come to you, we pray that you will give Christian teachers wisdom as they seek to teach these young people. Lord, as I think about it, I just imagine what an awful situation Christian teachers must be in. So we pray for them and ask that they will be given an amazing amount of wisdom as they seek to come alongside young people. And we pray that too for youth leaders and for those who go into schools from the churches, the youth workers and for grace works. Lord we pray that you will help us as a church to know the best way forward in which to help and encourage the work that is already going on. And Lord we, we pray that uh, the young people in our church, in the schools where they are, they will be ready to stand up for you and to make comments. Father, we pray too that Christian parents will be given wisdom as they seek to bring their children up. Lord, we just praise you that you are in these situations and we ask that the Christians around will have the wisdom and the courage to stand up and speak up for you because we know that you are such a mighty and a loving God and we give you the praise in Jesus name. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for the privilege of being here this evening, Lord. We thank you for giving us health, for giving us strength, and for giving us safety here, Lord. Help us to fix our eyes on you as we look forward in your wonderful church. May the things of earth bring great strength within us in the light of your glory and grace. Father God, we know that the future is already been turned, Father God. 
keep endless minds to glorify you and to enjoy you forever. Father God, I'm so sorry that we fail you in so many ways, Lord. When you created the heavens and the earth, you said it was good. And Father God, you've messed up. Father God, sorry. And forgive us, Lord, our sins. We thank you, O oh God, that you're still seated on that throne. And that Jesus is seated at your right hand, making intercession for us. Father God, as I think about the world today, we pray for those young people out there, Lord. They are so brainwashed. Father God, they do so much evil things, Lord, because they've not been shown the right way. Father God, we pray that you'll give them role models, Lord, to follow and to direct them on the right path, Father God. Father God, we've really messed up your earth, an earth that you created, Father God, to give us good life. And I just pray, Lord, today that you will come back and bring us back to that day when you first created the heavens and the earth, so that we can live together in peace and in harmony with one another. We can love one another the way you, you commanded us to love one another, Father God. Father God, it is so sad, you know, when you see those young people out there taking the drugs because they probably think it's the only way they can find solace. And they do not have the role models, the adults, or the, to, to show them the right way, Lord. Father God, we are sorry. We ask for your love to be shown in these, to these young people, Lord. And as I pray for them, I pray for nations all over the world, Lord, where there is so much evil going on. But we know that there are wicked people out there, there are hateful people out there, Lord, but your word tells us, Lord, that the, that the wicked will not go unpunished. Help us, Father God, to have our eyes focused upon you. Help us, Father God, to, to go, not to go to the left or to the right, but to, to, look, to look straight ahead, Father God and to do what we know is right in your sight. Father God, because you're a loving God, you're a faithful God, you're a God who cares about us, you're a God who died on the cross to give us eternal life. And I bless you and give you the glory, the honor, and the praise for that. In Jesus' name I have prayed, amen. Heal our nation. We're going to pray for the nations of the world. We're going to pray for Ukraine. Lord, heal that nation. We're going to pray for Europe. Many parts of Europe which have a secular, secular overtaking manifesto that's pushing out all religion, including Christianity. We pray for Africa. In particular, we will pray for Nigeria as their elections have come to a conclusion and for the unrest that continues in parts of Nigeria. Pray for America. Proclaim to be Christian, but so often show a spirit of hatred rather than love, intolerance rather than care.
We pray for Bangladesh, where our link missionaries, Pete and Louise, are there serving God amongst all that poverty and difficulty. Let's pray for these nations. Lord, we just bring them to you. Lord, we believe in a God who can stop wars. Psalm 46 says, He makes the wars cease. Lord, we pray that we will see the end of the war in Ukraine. Lord, we pray for the day when families can be reunited again. Lord, we pray for the end of all bloodshed. Lord, we pray for confusion in the Kremlin. We pray for a miracle within the Kremlin that will cause the war to cease. Lord, we pray for those reluctant but constricted soldiers who are being sent to a war they don't believe in and trying to flee. We pray, Lord, that they will be kept safe and they will flee. And they will find life. Lord, we pray for all the refugees that this war has caused. Lord, we particularly pray for Maria, one of our staff here, who is a Ukrainian refugee. Lord, we pray for her and her family. And Lord, although we love her and she does an amazing job, we pray for a day when she can return home to her family. Her heartfelt prayer. Lord, Peace in Ukraine, we pray. Lord, we pray for Europe and the tensions that lie across Europe and the inability to work together for peace, for the care for the most vulnerable. Lord, as we see in certain countries, Germany, for example, the rise of the far right, racially intolerant people. Stories, Lord, that we read this week of boats sinking and children losing their lives off Italy. Lord, we pray for the vulnerable to be put first. Lord, we do pray for an end of trafficking of people. We pray, Lord, that the gang masters will be caught and those who would prey on the vulnerable will be stopped. 
people as we pray for Europe. We pray, Lord, for peace in Northern Ireland and an agreement that will cause an end to the difficulties. And Lord, we pray for our nation and its place in Europe. Lord, we pray that we will learn to respect one another again. We will learn to be tolerant to one another again. That the language of fear and of hatred will be changed to what we can do together. Lord, we pray for Africa. There's so many things we could pray for Africa. But we pray, Lord, for peace in Nigeria tonight. Lord, at the end of the elections and all the hatred and the anger that the election has stirred up, we pray, Lord, now for a peace and an end of persecution of our Christian sisters and brothers throughout that land. We pray for an end of the bloodshed within Nigeria. Lord, we pray for America, often seen or thought that they think they're the most superior country in the world. Yet, Lord, we see hatred and anger and racism that is just awful. Lord, we pray, Lord, for a spirit, a move of the Holy Spirit upon all of America, upon its churches where the spirit of love, love of all people, will be manifest. Lord, where white men will learn to see some humility and embrace the ministry of our sisters and embrace the value of people from all nations and greed and backgrounds. Lord, as we look towards the midterm elections coming up soon and as we look towards sorry, the, um, the presidential nomination elections coming soon and towards the next president, Lord, we pray for your presence to rise up. Lord, we pray for Bangladesh. Tonight, Lord, I particularly want to pray for Pete and Louise and their ministry there. We thank you for them, Lord. We thank you for their connection with this church. We thank you that they were prepared to leave ministry in the UK to go and serve you out in Bangladesh. And all that that has cost them as they have left their children, young adults here in London. Lord, bless that family, we pray. Bless the Baptist Union of Bangladesh and all it seeks to do to care 
for those who are needed. Lord, we pray for your world. And we pray, Lord, heal the nations. Heal our nation. Heal your nation. In Jesus' name. So as we draw towards the conclusion, let me go back to Genesis chapter 12. I suppose if it's the A-team, we'd hear B.A. shouting, I have a plan. God has got a plan. Let me tell you something about God's plans. They work. And God's plans are always working with the vulnerable. I love the fact that Jesus didn't call 12 incredibly talented, gifted, super people who already had a CV that proved they were worthy of the calling. Uh, he called a ragbag group of people who he could take hold of and use amazingly. And here he has called Abraham, somebody who's obedient, somebody who trusts him, somebody who's going to get it wrong like many of his descendants will get it wrong. This isn't the end of the snakes and ladders, but it is the start of the redemption of God's world. From this line will come the Saviour. God has a plan. And God has a plan for his world. And whilst we have just prayed fervently for a peace in Romford, peace in this nation, a peace in many nations. The one thing I can stand here and say with all surety, God has a plan. Our question is do we want to be part of it? Do we trust God with his plan? In that song we listen to from Ren Collective, our prayer is, your kingdom come. Often our prayer is, Lord, do what I ask. But our prayer is, your kingdom come. And in the calling of Abraham, there's a beginning of God's way. God's kingdom being done.